Warriors or the field? Who do you got? I know it's a Raptors <laughs> podcast, but let's just start with the best oh. team. KD's back. Steph Curry is quote unquote back. I use that loosely because I don't know that he ever left, but he's back. Warriors of the field. Who do you got? I made the bet with Doug Smith. Okay, Doug Smith is a he's a I guess he's a beat writer. I don't know if you classify him as a beat writer. He's a national writer though in Canada because he writes for the Star. Um. Have he's a, a Raptors beat writer. He's considered like the godfather of Canadian basketball, per se. Okay. He's been around a long, long time. Right. I'm a young blood. I've been around for it's nearing a, it's nearing a year now, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So he, I basically we we talked at Hoop Talks, which is a like a gathering, I guess, like a, t- a gathering of basketball minds in Toronto. We talked, and uh, he had this he had um, this idea that the war this too there's too many things that can happen to predetermine the Warriors as the as the as the NBA champions. Actually, you know what? I'm going to start the story over at, from the beginning because there's actually more to this. Um, um, there's like a crowd, you know, he's like on a panel and the, there's questions being asked from the crowd and like a crowd member, she knew the the mediator so she got to ask a question you know, like without any sort of uh, any sort of uh, resistance and she basically asked can a point guard lead an NBA team to like a championship in today's NBA? And then he was like, no. And everybody was like, no, no. And I'm like, wait, am I the only person that's been watching basketball for the past three years? I'm like, you know, <laughs> do you guys know who Steph Curry is? I actually said this out loud. I'm like, you know, who is Steph Curry? And everybody's like, oh, yeah, Steph Curry's the guy, Durant, and sucks, yada, yada. And I'm like, oh. And then they were like, when did he win? Did he win the champ? I'm like, he won the championship two years ago. And then they're like, what happened next year? And he's like, they won 73 games next year. As his, he was the best player on the team. And they're like, yeah, but he lost. I'm like, yeah, but he still led them to the championship in 2015, 2016. So, you know, Doug Smith is... So I got the, the crowd is like rallying against me, basically. They're <laughs> For some reason, they don't think Steph Curry is good enough to lead a team to a championship, even though he did. He did. So, um, Doug Smith basically said, or no, I said, you know, I would bet you any, like I would bet you money, like actual money that the Warriors are going to win this year. Steph Curry is going to win the championship again this year. And, uh, Doug Smith is like, I'll bet you 50 bucks. And I was like, he's like, I was like, I'll take that bet. He's like 50, $50 to the charity of, uh, the charity of the losers. I mean, the loser has to pay the charity of the winner $50. And uh, I said, absolutely, I'm I'm down for this. And uh, yeah, so now we're at this point where I messaged him on Twitter. I told, I reminded him he's not following me on Twitter. And uh, we have this bet where I bet him fifty bucks. He bet me fifty dollars. I have the Warriors winning the championship this year, and he has the rest of the field. And this is for me to prove to him. And, you know, I thought, you know, Doug Smith is a, he's, he's a pretty spry guy. <laughs> he's kind of old, but he's a spry guy. And I was like, <laughs> and I was thinking, you know, he's a forward thinking type of NBA uh, basketball mind. Obviously not because he's, uh, he has this weird antiquated mindset that point guards can lead a, ch- a team to a championship. And, uh, I'm willing to take his money. Oh, well, I can't take his money. He's going to charity. I'm not sure which charity yet. <laughs> I'm not sure which charity yet, but it will be going to charity. I'm fairly, very, very firm in my belief that the Warriors are winning this year. 
well, mathematically, the odds are obviously in his favor because there's 15 other teams versus one. So that's one reason you could say that he's taking it. On the other side, though, if you want to go to Vegas, these guys make a lot of money. Warriors are minus 160 favorites to win the NBA title. So what that basically means is you got to lay 160 to make 100. Well, yeah. So there you go. They're heavy favorites. <laughs> the next team is the Cavs at plus 300. So and I'm not, they uh, think the Warriors are going to run away. Yeah, me too. And I don't even see the Cavs. I don't think the Cavs are like the second best team in the league right now. Like I really, Who's I really the second best team. The second best team in the league. It's probably the Spurs, and I don't even think the Sp- at this very moment the Spurs. I right. go Spurs, Rockets, then Cavs. Yeah, and I don't even think the Spurs can beat the Warriors. It's just like the team construction is pretty. It's pretty odd if they were going to play in a in the conference finals or something like that. So, yeah, man, the Warriors are peaking like. At the perfect time, and now Katie's back and all that, and we should probably segue into some Raptors talk pretty soon because I know we love to talk Warriors off the air. And <laughs> lo and behold, on the air again. Um, Raptors eleven and five, twelve and five around there without Lowry. I go back and double check to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that's partly because of the easy schedule, also because Serge Ibaka has been a beast. That DeMar defense has been a bigger beast. They've had some difference makers come and just rise to the occasion. Do you start resting DeMar DeRozan down the stretch here since the schedule is a bit easier? No, dude. Our, no? Our over-under. <laughs> I, <read. laughs> I love it. Our over-under, we had over, I think, okay, I'm reading some places that it was 49.5, but I was reading in other areas where it's 50.5, which is basically a difference of one game. But still, that over-under is in jeopardy, man. There was 47 and 30 right now. There's five more games in the season. Uh, they can't really afford to rest if we're going to make this over-under. And plus, they're in the run for seeding. And, like, the seeding is very in flux from 2 to 4 right now. Okay, yeah. let's say they're locked into a seed by, okay. I don't know, their second-last game of the season, one of their last two games of the season. Do you then sit to Rosen? Like, what, in what circumstances are you going to sit to Rosen? Because for me, once they're locked in, you sit them for at least a game. The guy's been severely overworked. His usage is off the charts. He's playing the most minutes. It's easy. I think he just needs a breather to ensure that he's good and ready to go for the postseason. But for you, what circumstances does that entail? Uh, if I'm being realistic, if it's not about me, um, I'll probably rest them in that Knicks game, which is the second last game. But they're going to want to play. They actually want to beat the Cavs because that's going to have like seeding implications. Like no matter whatever however it shakes out even if every team won every game up until up until that last game that last game will have seeding implications so i don't think they would i just wouldn't rest derozan for that game buddy i think you could play bruno for when they play the knicks that's how bad the knicks are right now they're an absolute tire fire again <laughs> there was know, a, implementing the triangle is tough work so <laughs> did you see that lineup they had running going uh they had like a full five-man squad of undrafted uh picks or undrafted what players. Is that? What is that? <laughs> man, when you're the Knicks, you got to scrounge, man. When you're one of the one of the in the richest country in the world and one of the most culturally um, culturally expansive cities in the world and one of the greatest cities of the world, you got to scrounge for your for your draft picks and your players. You got to scrounge. Yeah, they're they're definitely tanking. A hundred percent, they're tanking. That's no secret. But at the same time, is Phil Jackson not the worst executive in sports right now? It's between him and Vlade Divac. You know what? Vlade's got less <laughs> less to work with, less of a resume. I can't blame Vlade too much yet because yo, his owner is psychotic. Yo, James Dolan's psychotic, but he's willing to shell out the money. Oh, man. 
Uh, you, you know, at least the Kings are winning a little bit. Buddy Heald is going off. Scal, our buddy Scal, the you know the person that's dude. that that's our dude, eyes emoji, the person that we've been uh you know basically canvassing for the Ra- Raptors to draft, and then they failed us. <laughs> <laughs> it's worked out okay so far. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think it's between Vlade and you know Phil Jackson. Probably Phil Jackson. I think it has to be Phil, man. This guy's um, done nothing good so far. What's the best thing he's done aside from the zinger? I shouldn't say nothing at all, but just the zinger. After that, what? Said that Carmelo, there's spots on a leopard? Great. <laughs> nothing we didn't know. Yeah, Picture's that's a- still bad. You still love the triangle. You refuse to adapt. So many issues. So many issues. So, yeah. Other the, teams. The Raptors. I was going to say, other teams. Sorry, go ahead. No, the Raptors. Can, so, in that game, the Raptors absolutely can afford to rest DeRozan. I'm, Kyle Lowry might be back by that game. So you might be be able to give him some playing time, you know, just like to spin the wheels, make sure everything's okay, maintenance check. He has to get out there. Like if if he's good to go, I'd say the last four games of the season, play him, manage his minutes, whatever it takes for him to feel good and get healthy. And by get healthy, I mean get his game legs back underneath him. Not get his legs where he's good and healthy to play, like his game legs. There's a big difference. So that's like a must for them entering the postseason, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I just want Who's to the ideal first round opponent for them? Ideal. I, I know we had this argument off the air. Man, it's tough. It's tough, man. Because if I want them to play anybody, I want them to play the Hawks. Yeah, I want them to play the Hawks too. I want them to play the Hawks or Nah, man. I just want them to play the Hawks because I'm looking at the <laughs> looking at the standings. Like I don't want to play the Pacers. Really? I don't really have a problem with playing the Heat. Okay, I got a problem playing the Heat. I have right. no problem playing the Bulls because I think they'll smash the Bulls. Man, throw the curse out the window. No, but like, for me, the curse is out the window. But for the rest of the players, I don't know how they feel about the, the curse. Why? Why? What makes you say that? I'm so curious. Everybody keeps saying this to me, and I just keep asking them why. For the players, I think yeah, it's like, just. You a, think like I think a Baca the, and Tucker and those guys care about this. The rest of the team, though, the rest of the team seems to because it was like a big deal when they beat the Bulls, like a big, big deal. They had what was it, twelve games in a row that they had lost. That's three yeah. seasons. So, you know, the same people that are, like, you know, DeRozan, I guess, you know, Terrence Ross used to be on the team back then, but, like, there's a bunch of players that are on that team, even even Kojo has been on the team for a while now, this is his second season, Lowry, like, there's a whole bunch of people that were on those teams that have just lost continuously over and over and over and over again to the Bulls, so I just, I, I don't think it's a mental block, but I just feel like, you know, it's like, I don't. <laughs> I just don't want. I just don't want to do. I just don't want to. I just don't want to play the Bulls. Okay, losing to the Bulls would be a step backwards, in my opinion, for this franchise because it would team they have to be the, the franchise if they lost to the Bulls in the first round. Dwayne Casey would get fired. There'd be mass up. That's just a team they cannot lose to. I don't want to hear anybody tell me you know Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade. After that, they have nothing. They have nothing, and Dwayne Wade is still elderly as hell. Like he's not the, the old young flash is not coming out the door when the postseason starts. Mm-hmm. You might get a flash of it, no pun intended, but that's about it. And then it's just Jimmy <laughs> Butler. You're telling me the Raptors, when the playoff basketball slows down, rotations tighten up, that they can't handle a Bulls team like that? I think they'd mop them up in five, six max. Hey man, if it was me, if this was two K, this probably be like a four game. <laughs> this like a, this would be like a four game series. <laughs> but it's real life, man. I'm just I'm just worried about the team. I'm just worried about them playing the Bulls. I don't know. I just, I just, don't, I don't know how to describe. It's hard to describe. It's like having a bad omen, and then you finally break this omen. It's just, 
like the, okay for example it's like having a number the number 13 you know like some buildings just don't have a floor number 13 it's not like people do people really believe in bad luck eh, yes or no you know but like people have survived on floor 13 you know in history it's just like yeah. i just don't want floor 13 in my building because <laughs> i prefer not to <laughs> okay so we both agree the hawks is the ideal first round opponent they're but just they're bad the hawks are they've, they've been falling at like free falling i play the hawks or the pacers but i'm shocked you say the heat man the heat have been on a tear since their awful awful 11 30 start yeah but they lost waiters well there's a good chance waiters will be back it, okay well even then you'd be see here's the thing we like to we'll be like oh man but waiters will be back but I'm, then i was thinking yeah but he's coming off of injury and then i was you know i was thinking about kyle lowry he's like oh kyle lowry will be back but he's coming off injury so i, I think okay i think right now just think of like the, the the raptors right now i think they're a lot better than the heat are right now so with a diminished lowry and a diminished waiters i still think the, the raptors are like significantly better than the heat so that's why i'm like i don't really i don't really see any problems with them playing the heat don't get me wrong i think the heat they're not in the same like class as the raptors i think the raptors all around are the second best team in the east that's that's my just my opinion Mm -hmm. but the heat they have Dragic, Whiteside, and they got some nice three and d players that can create difficult matchups for you i'm not saying they could beat the raptors but they could give them a really good series it's just one of those teams where like i don't want to play a seven game full out series in round one against a team like the heat that's just scrappy and you know, Dragic and Tucker will go back and forth, and some mm-hmm. guys are going to be some bumps and bruises. I just, I'd rather avoid that. I'd rather just play the Hawks, mash them up in five, or the Bulls, and let's move on. Let's get into round two. Let's play the Wizards and Celtics. All right. So hopefully we play the Hawks, and right now they're they are lined up to play the Hawks. They are right now. Well, who finishes higher, the Bucks or the Hawks? Because the Bucks is a possibility too, and they've been red hot. Yo, what is going on with the Hawks, man? Can we just delve into that just re- real, real quick? What is happening with the Hawks right now? They just lost to Brooklyn today. Well, Dennis Schroeder can't shoot, and his confidence, he's like he's just too overconfident. It's the same issue with him. He can't run the offense there too well. Uh, Paul Millsap, I don't know what's going on with him, dude. He might be hurt. Like He can't make a jump shot. I, I just It doesn't look like the same Paul Millsap we're accustomed to seeing, and the rest of the guys are just kind of trying to fill in, and it looks like they're just going through the motions. I don't know. It's a weird team. I bet you there's definitely something going on in the locker room. There's got to mm-hmm. be some disagreement. Won't be surprised if Schroeder and Howard don't get along. Um, Coach Bud is like at the end of trying things. I mean, what else is that guy supposed to try? So <laughs> I just think they are what they are right now, and that's just a mediocre team. A mediocre team. Damn, that hurts, man. I right, man, I'm gonna miss, I'm gonna miss this. I'm gonna miss that team. Well, what do that? you do with them in the off season, right? Like, do you max out Millsap and then basically tie yourself to that roster? Because that's what like that's what the Blazers did when they went after McCollum and Dillard and then. Signed Crab back and then brought uh, Evan Turner. Evan Turner. And, like, they maxed out. They're stuck with what they have now. The Hawks terrible. could be facing the same dilemma if they bring back Millsap and then a couple other pieces like Tim Hardway. Right. That sounds like a trade type. Man, they should have traded Millsap. Man, and why, I don't get. I don't understand why they traded Corver mid-season and they're like, we're still going to do the playoff Nothing. thing. And they're going to be like, yeah, we're still going to do the playoff thing. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Right, and then they don't trade like Millsap, and now they're starting to free fall. I mean, Millsap got injured, but like even even with Millsap coming back, like there's only so much you can recover. There's only about like five games left in the season. You know, the Bucks are still like red hot, like red red hot. Right, so well, maybe they think they could sign and trade Millsap in the off season. I know this is like completely off topic, but they're just so puzzling as to what they're doing. Like I just I don't I don't know. They took a big gamble on it, and it's blown up in their face. Yeah, man. 
I don't think it's on topic, man. I think it's really relevant to be t- to be talking about the Hawks because that's possible uh, the first round. Because if the Raptors fall to the four, the Hawks can sneak up to the fifth. That's first round matchup. Okay, well, how confident are you that the Raptors would beat the Hawks on a scale of zero to ten? Like, what's your confidence level that like the eight. Raptors would beat the Hawks in round one? Like an eight. An eight. Mine's a ten. Right. I think the only way that uh, the Raptors lose is um. If Lowry isn't 100%, DeRozan... 100%. I think Lowry has to play in a splint, like a cast on his wrist, so that he's not be able to beat them. <laughs> like Lowry, so serious. Lowry is, like, can't... Lowry's shooting is, like, really bad because of the wrist. Um, DeMar DeRozan has, like, an inexplicable game, like, like uh, round one, like, last year. Nah, it's gotta be an injury. Right. I think even if that, like... And I think then... if this team plays bad... Seven games because Paul be Millsap, four. like Paul Millsap, the Paul Millsap versus Ibaka matchup, Paul Millsap will win that. Um, Dwight Howard versus JV is like it's kind of a toss up. That'd be interesting. I th- probably, probably Dwight Howard would probably win that. So you know, it comes down like small forward and small forward spot is kind of just like ambiguous for both teams. And then you know, shooting guard DeRozan should be able to win that. Lowry should be able to win that in, in the point guard. But again. DeRozan can't shoot it, and Lowry can't shoot because of his wrist, then there's problems. Well, I think the Raptors' depth, their role players like Kojo, even DeLon Wright, you go PJ Tucker, Patrick Patterson, Damari Carroll, like JV, mm-hmm. these are guys that are going to contribute off the bench, and I just think the Raptors' second unit, when they need those minutes, those final three minutes at the end of a quarter or two minutes before the half, those are big in the postseason. That's where a lot of runs and things can change. Like You can switch momentum in a hurry like that, and I think the Raptors will be able to do that a lot because of how experienced their benches where mm-hmm. you look at other teams in the east whose bench is really as deep as theirs aside from the Cavs like you, the bull- do you trust the Wizards bench the Bulls no I'm just kidding the Bulls <laughs> <laughs> you, like the Celtics the probably Celtics bench I don't I think it's just not the okay. Wizards bench the Celtics bench nah, nah, I can get down with the Celtics bench there's there's some interesting stuff there's some interesting stuff coming off the bench I don't know if I'm like super confident in it but there's definitely inter- interesting stuff Let's just get into the real question then. Let me just ask you this. Since we're kind of heading in the direction of the Wizards, Celtics, let's get to Goliath. Let's get to the Cavs. Mm-hmm. How vulnerable? Like, They're what's right. going on with the Cavs? Is, yo, man, if this, is a, this is probably like the most vulnerable the Cavs will ever be in the LeBron era. And I, don't, I do not think it's a given that they're making it to the finals this year. I was just going to ask you the follow-up question then was, do they win the East? As I'm, of today, yes I'm or no? Not, I, I, don't, I, I honestly don't think so, man. They, they struggled to beat the Pacers today. Right? So and what they, you're telling me is you're okay coming to put some money down on the Raptors plus 1,200 to win the East with me. Plus that's 12. what I'm going to down. <laughs> 100 bucks plays 1,200. Let's do it. I know I'm a gambling man. This is some serious degenerate stuff by me right here. But come one, come all. Hop on the Raptors bandwagon. Man, if I'm tell, if Lowry didn't get injured, I would. I'm not even joking. I actually would have joined you. I'm serious. The only well, the only thing that's giving me pause is injured Lowry, man. Injured Lowry coming back. I don't know. It's iffy. It's iffy. Celtics. You'll never st- get better odds than right now. So if you believe in it, do it. Because I was just gonna say this: rank for me between the Celtics, Wizards, and Raptors. Like, I, I think it's really close to those three teams. Mm-hmm. And then tell me in comparison to the Cavs, where they fall in now. Like, what's the gap? Is it still as big as ever because of LeBron, or is it just is it a lot closer than we're saying? It's way cl- man. The the Cavs defense is like I don't know if you're watching their games recently, but it's, it's real bad. Like it's atrocious, atrocious defense, dude. Like this is 
just bottomed at like I'm like this is NBA defense. This is legit like legitimately I asked that one time when I was watching them like these guys are playing NBA defense. They're like well, they 20- can't anybody now like they're benching Corver and other guys because they've just been pitiful. Right, the bench the team is the oldest team in the league. Well, I got a couple questions for you about the Cavs though. <laughs> right? Why they're the only team I've ever watched this season where they're trying to play smaller and they look slower. They look Why? so slow. It's because every Kyle, Car- Kyle Okay, first. Kyle Corver is like 30 How old is Kyle Corver? Kyle Corver must be like 35. Right. Kyle Corver is 36. Okay, I was being generous. Yeah, Richard Jefferson is in his mid 30s as well. And then you have Channing Fry who's in his mid to early 30s as well. LeBron is in his early 30s. Like the only young person on this team is uh Kyrie Irving and Iman Shumpert. And that's it. Like Tristan Thompson is what 27? So like whenever they play small Tristan right, Thompson's 25 I thought. Tristan Thompson's 26 years old, right? So if they're if Tristan Thompson's on the court then it's just pure old dudes on on the squad, bro. Darren Williams is also in his early 30s. Yes, baby. Right? So <laughs> LeBron is not LeBron rarely runs in transition, only if it's like a if it's like a 2 on 1 fast break. But like Darren Williams is not trying to run, you know. Channing Frye is not trying to run. Richard Jefferson's not trying to run. We're trying to, you know, shift into the front court and trying to run some LeBron post-ups and I'm going to shoot the 3 when I'm open. Okay? <laughs> so that's why they look super slow. Everybody's mad old. Okay. So here's my next question for you then. We see that they they're horrific on defense right now. Like absolutely atrocious. Where else is this team vulnerable? Like if you were to attack the Cavs, where would you attack them? The boards? Like yeah, the boards and basically like point of attack. It's just like anytime Irving is on you, just just go at him. Because they only, considering they only have Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson at center, I'm geez, guessing that's what you remember yeah. the boards is down there. Yeah, it's just like I just want JV JV. Anytime Tristan Thompson's on the court, JV should be on the court as well. Okay, we'll hold that thought because I was going to ask you which team is most equipped, specifically in the Eastern Conference. Which team is best equipped to take on the Cavs in that sense? Like that can attack their weaknesses. It's the Wizards or the Raptors. The Wizards. Eh? I'm surprised you still think it's the Wizards. I still. Don't. I just think the Wizards because John Wall and Beal. John Wall and Beal. That's their two best players, and they're the best at they're they're the best at the Cavs' weakness. You don't think you don't like you don't think the Wizards are capable of beating the Cavs this year? Have you seen the, remember the two past two games that they played? Yeah, I don't think they are. I'm gonna be honest with you. I just think it's easier for the Cavs to defend the perimeter than it is down low right now. Like I, I feel like Gortat and everybody else they have down low, Markeith Morris, like those are manageable matchups for the Cavs based on the personnel they have. If, Kyrie John Wall. Okay, I know John Wall like eviscerates him every time. Mm-hmm. It's 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 I don't know what it is when he sees number 2. When he sees Kyrie in front of him, he goes bananas, dude. <laughs> but who's going to guard LeBron for 7 games? Otto Porter? Martin Morris? Like, Otto Porter. Yeah, you named them right. There. I don't think they <laughs> 7 games. LeBron's getting at least 3. I don't think he's I, yeah, I don't think they're stopping him, but you know, they got guys. You know, they got guys to throw. LeBron, Otto Porter or the P, the combination of PJ Tucker and Carroll? Who are you more comfortable with? No, see, this is why I said of the Raptors and the Wizards, right? I think the I think the Raptors are better than the Wizards. I think they're more well equipped. But I just think like Wizards are Raptors light, basically. Yeah. Okay. No, I could buy that. I could buy that. I guess you're you're calling them light because Kyle Lowry. We don't know what he's going to be. Mm-hmm. We know what old Kyle Lowry is, but we've also seen what Kyle Lowry playoffs is. Oh my goodness! Don't remind me. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> he's got to get. He's got to break through, right? 
Yeah, man, there's gonna. It's hard. It's a contract year, you know. See, the 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 one thing that he has to his advantage this year than the previous years is that he's getting a ton of rest, a ton, a ton of rest. I mean, he's not getting like he's not getting in the shooting reps because it's a wrist injury, right? But like he's getting all this, all this rest and fresh legs for those playoffs. Man, he's gonna be diving all over the court because if he's not gonna be able to shoot, that's what he's gonna be doing. He's gonna be getting, trying to do those Kyle Lowry plays for him. Getting those rebounds on the inside or diving, you know, diving for the ball stats. right before it goes out of bounds. Yeah, the hustle stats that don't show up. See, I was going to ask you about the injury too, if there's a silver lining in it, because we've seen his minutes, we've seen his usage prior to the injury. Top three in the league. It's crazy right. how much he gets used. So now being injured, you know, getting all the rest, like you just said, fresh legs, maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Yeah, man. It's, if they can get like a, a nice, easy first round matchup. So like the Hawks, <clears throat> Atlanta, Atlanta, yeah, the Hawks or Atlanta, or or the Hawks, yeah, <laughs> or Atlanta, a- ATL, yeah, I'll take them all, right. So if they can get that easy first round matchup, I think you can finally like get like you know the actual game under like the game, uh, back, get get back into the flow of the game. Sorry, and uh, yeah, he should be good for the second round. Then like you know the third round. Maybe we should make it to the third round. I'm pretty sure they should make it to the third round unless they play the Cavs in the second round. Which um, is a possibility. But nothing says welcome back like Dennis Schroeder and his bottom five defensive RPM defense. Yeah. Nothing says welcome back like that. Like, How did I get all these open shots, man? Was it like this all the time when I was playing before? Yeah, what's this lane right here to drive through? <laughs> it's like I don't remember it being like this before the injuries. <laughs> So yeah, man. If they can get that nice first round matchup, it should be great for him. Should be a yeah blessing. This guy is the perfect way to describe it. Are you still on the whole boat that you avoid the Cavs for as long as you can? Yes. Yeah, I'm on the same boat. Only, but it's you know it's proving less and less possible, man. Because if the Cavs keep like, I mean, they beat the Pacers today, but they're half a game behind the Celtics. So every everything rings true, then we're playing them in the second round. You gotta play him eventually, I guess, right? Like, I really don't even know what to give as a follow up for that. Like, you're gonna have to play him eventually. Insert cliche here. You know, you gotta go through him. We're not. We're not gonna start buzzwords again. We're not gonna start buzzwords yet. <laughs> hey, before we get out of here, are there gonna be any upsets in the playoffs this year? Any any like big upsets? I got Who's a vulnerable favorite. I guess you could say. You see that? Um, you see that three six matchup? OKC versus the Rockets. Oh hell no! <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh no, sorry, sorry. Uh, remember that one eight Blazers Warriors. That's that. You know? <laughs> you know, you were giving me shit at the beginning of the year for saying Westbrook was going to MVP, oh, and now you're all man. over it. I'm all over it, man. Come on now. For me, honestly, and I think it's like a popular opinion. It is like due to uh, just like. You, if you look at some polls on Twitter, it's kind of hard to look. It's you know polling on Twitter obviously is just like a certain segment of the population that watches basketball. But the triple double thing is like if he just averages a triple double, he he would win. If fans were were voting, he would win just because of the triple doubles. Luckily, the media is voting, but I still think that's going to carry true for most people, or some not most some people. If I had a vote, it would be that would be it for me. I'd be like yo, the guy averages a triple double. What do you want me to do? Damn, that easy, eh? He's going to, like, undermine everything Harden's done this season and pushing the Rockets to where they are? You're going to just frame him as a system player, I'm guessing? No, I don't think he's a system player. It's just, like, 
think of the team that surrounds Russell Westbrook, right? And how I think that's partially his fault. No, it's not. What? what? How is Kevin Durant left for a reason? Yeah. Okay. It wasn't just to go join and hunt a title. But okay, I think but, that's one of the reasons. But I think a lot of the other reasons too is that people don't want to play with Westbrook. That's I. That's 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 maybe that's a thought for maybe if you're like a top tier player, then I can understand that. But if you're like a role player, and look at the role, think of the role players that are around him right now. It's like Taj Gibson, who can shoot a mid ranger, nice. Steven Adams, he has no range whatsoever. He's just around the cup. He doesn't even have any sort of post ups or anything like that. Small forward is like what Samaji Kristen sometimes like Roberson who can't shoot at all. It's like, not very good. Right. You got Victor Oladipo though. Victor Oladipo is pretty good. Like they got a lot of defensive stuff, but he's the only person that's doing stuff on the offensive end. When you're, you know, James Harden, like pretty much any play, it's like the opposite, you know, like, you know, some people are playing defense, but like you have literally every option possible at every position <laughs> for offense. <laughs> I think the Rockets roster is a bit better than Oklahoma City's, but I don't think it's leaps and bounds better, to be quite honest. I think the fit is better. Yeah, I think the, the fit's better f- and the, the offense fit is better. better. Like, I think if Westbrook played on Houston, they wouldn't get the same results. Oh, I think they would crush teams, bro. I don't think so. I Harden's think... a much better fit there. No defense at all. Shoots the three. No, yeah. I, yeah he makes I, everybody around him better. I don't think Westbrook makes everybody around him better. I think we just have differing opinions of Russell Westbrook, man. We do. We could go at this one all day. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I think he's very good. Very, very I'm good. I'm not saying he's not very good. I'm not saying he's not very good. I think he even he's doing he's doing what he can to make the team better. Dude, Russell, if if Russell Westbrook was a speaker, he'd only have one volume, and it'd be max. You can only turn that speaker <laughs> on like all the time. It'd just be max. There's no other way around it. Yeah, That's man. Absolutely. I admire him, but. I just don't think he makes everybody around him better. And I do think he pads stats. I don't think he's stupid. I the rebounding he knows, he knows thing? I know you're a huge proponent of the rebounding thing. You subscribe oh, yeah. to Kevin. Number, what was it? Kevin Pelton, who was who uh, peddling the, the rebounding? He was the first guy to start peddling it. And it's like, um, hello? Okay, that makes a lot of sense. But it makes sense for him to get the rebounds to start the fast break. That is like their not, that's like forty percent of their offense is him getting the rebound and like starting that break with all the options and him just going downhill. You know that's how they score their points. So I don't really no f- arguments here for me on that. I don't see an I, issue I with him getting happens, rebounds, but at the same time, there's a counter argument to it too. Fine. Let the chips, <laughs> let the chips fall. <laughs> We're going to agree to disagree on Russell Westbrook. Let the chips fall where they may. We'll see when they vote. But oh, if I, I think I think he's winning MVP. I'm with you on that. I mean, I'm not just saying it because I picked at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually winning it because it's just he's flashy. He's yeah, fun I mean, to you're watch. Totally, you're he's totally, kind of trendy. He has that appeal that Harden doesn't. You're totally going back on. I think I swear you even said like because he's going to average a triple double, you think he's going to win MVP. Yeah, that's exactly what I said <laughs> at the beginning of the season. But and now you're like, technically, like, I don't think he's the most valuable in that sense. I think Harden's a little more valuable. Okay. And because they're winning, hey, at the beginning of the year, you were like, you know, they don't give MVP awards to losing teams. That's true. You were literally like, if they finish six to eighth, he's not getting it. But they have forty. Yo, they're forty-seven and thirty-one. Fifty wins is on the table, bro. Can you imagine if somebody told you at the beginning of the season, last uh, beginning of the season, is like, yeah, the Thunder's still gonna win fifty games without Kevin Durant. Uh, I think you might want to go back and listen to when we spoke. 
Oh, man. I don't know. I don't know. I think somebody told you they're going to win close to 50, if not know. 50. And you're I like, are know. you crazy? You're I don't going know. off on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be crazy. It's so weird to to see that we like, basically flip positions on this. Yeah, we have. I think that's the most fascinating part, that we've literally <laughs> flipped opinions. I think he's going to win it still, but I don't know. I'd be leaning more towards Harden. And I don't think LeBron gets enough love for what he's doing. I know the Cavs are god-awful right now. Yeah, that's the reason Imagine why. Imagine what they'd be without him. He's still the most valuable player in the league. Nobody does what he does. That's true. I mean, he's the best player in the league, but it's a single-season award. You know. I think that's why you can't give it to LeBron, too, because it's just one of those unspoken, yeah, we know LeBron's the GOAT. He's he's the best player right now. Yeah. No, it's not bad. It somebody else. It's just like you know? his single season, I don't think it's... I mean, his single season, you know, uh, statistics are pretty good. But then the narrative is also something that affects your MVP candidacy. And he has a really bad narrative right now. It's like, oh, great team that is collapsing before our eyes before the playoffs start. (laughs) His castle is crumbling. Yeah. So, like, the narrative, that's why why I think people will vote for Westbrook. Just because, you know, close, maybe, like, close to 50 games, Durant left. F Kevin Durant. Russell Westbrook and I average a triple-double, you know? I want Cavs, or sorry, I want Warriors Thunder so bad. So bad. Just just give it to me in the second round. The Warriors are going to crush them, though. The Warriors I know, but I just want to see four games of, like, sheer chaos. Those teams genuinely do not like each other. Right. I think, I don't I don't say that I want to see a fight in basketball, <laughs> but I want to see that intensity, you know? <laughs> you know that whole, like, in your face, like, don't give me, like, the 80s bad boys Pistons. I mean, I'd be for that, but that just wouldn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I do like seeing two teams that don't like each other play against each other. Yeah, me too. The Warriors would shoot, like, you would get a max effort every night. Yeah, it would be excellent to watch, but then, you know, it would be great for, like, the first quarter of every game. Excellent. And then, like, by the third quarter, we stop watching the games because they're losing by 30 points. I'm okay with that. (laughs) 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 I know it sounds so bad. I'm okay with that. I know people think I, like, hate Russell Westbrook. I don't hate him. I'm just not the biggest fan of some of the things he's done throughout his career and the way he plays. Okay. I get that he makes, you know, awesome stats, great narrative marketing in that sense like i get i get the whole package now i do what i want yeah that's pretty much what russ is man i think he's petty too all right i'm gonna stop (laughs) all right i'd like to thank everybody for listening to this week's episode of the tip of the tower toronto raptors podcast as always you can follow us on facebook and twitter at tip of the tower you can subscribe to the show on itunes or soundcloud at tip of the tower leave us a review on there rate the show we love hearing feedback you can also send us feedback comments questions anything basketball on Twitter, you can hit me up at Chris O'Kranitz. You can find Demar on Twitter at Demar J. Grant. That's all, guys. Enjoy the final stretch of the Raptors here. I know it's kind of quiet for storylines and what to talk about, but playoffs. Play- up. Playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> Doug and Smith. Kyle return. And maybe Doug. Drake's return. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Buenos noches, guys. Doug Smith, I'm watching you. <laughs> <laughs>